The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our Monday Night Football Recap, the debut of Las Vegas. Is it Allegiant? Reliant? Whatever it is. Stadium. Some Sponsored by somebody. It's huge. It's cool. It's in the desert. It's right next to casinos. It's hard to imagine that the NFL is in Las Vegas, but the Raiders are there. They won, and they're opening a debut against the Saints, no less, beating New Orleans 34-24. The Raiders, of course, covered the five and a half. The over hit fairly easily. And if you listen to our preview with Jordan Dejani, you cashed on the props because we said to take Kamara props on the catches and the receiving yards. We said to take Darren Waller props on the catches and the receiving yards. And uh, maybe Josh Jacobs. I think that cashed. The catches cashed, maybe not the receptions. We did pretty well. Joining me to break it down, the Super Friends, John Breach, a, a master of Vegas, and uh, Ryan Wilson, someone who was rooting on the pandemic so he could skip Vegas in order to not go to the draft there. That's the opposite. For all you youngins out there, that is the opposite part of life. The younger you are, the more you want to be in Vegas. The older you are, the more you want to avoid it. Uh, that is pretty much the circle of life right there. Hey, so, uh, our pal, Bryant McFadden and his cousin and, uh, NFL all pro cornerback, Patrick Peterson. If you like podcasts, you like football podcast, they have a new podcast that I've got a, a cars bandaid hanging off my hand here. I can't get to stay on this cut. I've got, um, it's, that's life of being old. They have a new podcast. It's called all things covered have you guys heard about this podcast yeah i have excited i'm excited yep. have you listen to it yet uh, do you know if you haven't it's fine do you know the i have a follow-up is? question do you know who the first guest is i do who is it breach i've been tweeted multiple times because you know who i think it is asking me if i could introduce the first guest I think it's Tyron Mathayu. <laughs> we back. We back, baby. Tyron Mathayu. Tyron Matthew is the first guest on all things covered. It's 
perfect synergy for a CBS podcast and our pal. Tyron Mathieu. He's like, he's like BFS of Pete. He, you know, after the Super Bowl, Tyron came up to Pete and hugged him and did an interview with him after the Chiefs won. Um, you know, he, he is, uh, he's the first guest on all things covered. Reach not invited to introduce him. Unfortunately, download and subscribe it wherever podcasts are found. Uh, BMAC, I, I, I love having BMAC on the show. I know he and Pat P are going to kill it. And if you can, you know, roll out a podcast with Tyron Mathieu, you're doing good work. So by the way, Soundbite is back, baby. Tyron Mathieu is an amazing guest. Um, Debo, do you want to tell him who next week's guest is? Cause I'm even more excited about that. Next week we'll be featuring another Pittsburgh Steeler legend, I would say. And that's head coach, current head coach, Mike Tomlin. Oh, wow. Right. That's huge. Pulling so the big guns out early. <laughs> I can't to. pronounce Mike Tomlin's last name, unfortunately. There's not enough there. <laughs> As you pronounce it correctly. Mike, Tomlin? Is it Tomlin? Tomlin? Um, man, those, that's, uh, so it's once a week. Uh, that's how you do a podcast. Every Tuesday, once. except for the week that Pat plays on Monday night football, then we're going to bump it back to a Wednesday because th- this guy's big time. He's playing on Monday nights. The Cardinals are 2 and 0. He talked about that. He talked about Kyler being an MVP candidate mm-hmm. early in the season. He talked about his contract. This is a contract year for Pat. He knows he has to ball out. So good stuff all around, including our guest. Tyron Mathieu. The disappointing thing, sorry for the microphone bump. The disappointing thing is that BMAC is good at this and he can just show up and have a better pod, not a better podcast, but, uh, no, no, no. this is not just, this is great news for Debo because he can dump you in short order and get onto the, it's a different pod. I noticed that Debo, like Debo's like, Debo's like, like, he's like, like you, you, you're watching your girlfriend on, uh, on Facebook posting pictures of like with a hot, you know, with a, with a better looking man. That's what you're seeing right now. And all of a sudden Debo's not I mean, returning Debo's not your text messages I mean, anymore. Like, he's not analogy I could make. answering your calls. Yeah. Like Debo, like, are we podcasting? He's like, I don't have time right now. I'm with, I'm with Bryant. BRB. Yeah. Or have I ever told the story about, um, and we'll get to the game in a second. This is kind of a funny story. So, you know, when somebody calls your phone, you can hit the custom, you can hit the message response, like the custom message response or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? I always hang up, so I'll have to check it. Okay. On the I'll answer phone calls. On the iPhone, if you get a phone call incoming, there's an Mm -hmm. option to hit a text message reply. Let's say you're busy, like doing something else and you can't answer. You hit the text message reply. You can write your own message. There are several custom messages. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is like, can't talk right now. Call later. Well, my stepfather-in-law, my mother-in-law likes to call people on the telephone a lot. And um one day I was able to, exi- she was like, Carrie always sends me these little messages. I was like, well, let me see. I, I looked at it and it is, their text message exchange is literally 42 consecutives. I can't talk right now. Text, re- like automatic text replies that he sent back to his wife. Busy. <laughs> she like, can't talk right now. Call him back. Can't talk right now. Just that's a single day's worth. Brinson, that's this like, shows okay. that I still care about you, but you have shared that on the podcast before. Ooh. Oh, I do. I'm just looking out for you. Did seem like a story I would have told already on here. We need to keep like going. a chart, and we'll scratch off any story Brinson has told, and then we just point at the chart anytime he starts repeating a story. Tyron Mathieu. All right, let's get on <laughs> to the game itself. The uh, thanks, Diva. Appreciate it. That makes me uh, feel. Cold and dead inside. The Raiders beat the Saints. Mm. And I don't know that we can talk about this. Look, this is a huge win for the Raiders. They are 2-0. and They beat the Panthers, and they beat the Saints. They have 
uh, a road win on the East Coast and a first ever game in this brand new incredible stadium in Las Vegas win against what we, the team we thought was the best team in the NFC. It's just two, two really good wins to start the season. But I don't think that that's the storyline because the storyline is, is Drew Brees toast? He looked like he can't throw the ball 20 yards down the field. Should he be playing for the Saints right now? Should James Winston be under center? Should Taysom Hill be under center? Is, is, is Drew Brees without Michael Thomas, the slant machine washed up? I think that's a viable question. We were having this conversation last year. Nothing's changed. He's just a year older to quote our, the, the man who can't be named. Beep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't surprised by that. I was more surprised by his counterpart, but if we're talking Drew Brees first, yeah, he looked like a 40 year old guy who was trying to play with a bunch of 20 year olds. That, that, that's it. Alvin Kamara went off. Manny Sanders didn't do anything. Jerry Cook didn't do much. The defense sucked, especially in the secondary. Malcolm Jenkins had probably one of his worst games since, I don't know, Bad. middle school or something. But Drew Brees didn't help, and there was no – you had no sense that he was going to will that team back. And, oh, by the way, they had, I think, five penalties in the third quarter. I think they had double-digit penalties by the time it was all said and done. They've had more than 200 yards penalties in two games. I mean, there are a lot of issues to point the finger at. Sean Payton had one of the worst challenges you'll ever see. I don't know what that was. Uh, and Drew Brees, by the way, averaged uh, through two weeks 4.3 air yards. Uh, this is uh, courtesy of uh, sports editor Scott Van Pelt. I saw this graphic popped up. Is the second lowest number over the last 15 years behind ahead of only Brett Favre with the Vikings. And like directly it. behind Derek Carr in 2017, is. which yeah. is beyond Yikes. hilarious. I remember um, the Derek Carr stat. It was like depressingly. I, I will say, I think this is an interesting aspect of this game because that Saints team, if you had to ascribe one quality to them, it would be Las Vegas hungover. Are you saying that because the, the game is in Las Vegas? Where you should automatically pick up and keep talking because you are always Las Vegas hungover. I mean, I am perpetually Las Vegas hungover. It didn't look hungover to me. It looked like uh, your 45-year-old dad thought he could get drunk for the first time in five years and then was trying to drink with his 21-year-old buddies in Las Vegas at a bachelor party. It's like and, you what, know, Wilson had, what, did we, what did Wilson have on the rooftop and he punch in the nuts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a uh, Irish car bomb? I, I, no. I thought it was, the, it was a Red Bull and, like, vodka. But that's what it was. You know, like, we all had that one drink and we're all oh. fine. Wilson looked like he had pounded eight drinks, even though he only had one, because it hits you faster when you're older. And, you know, and Wilson said it's like I it's like watching it. the – 45-year-old guy playing pick-up basketball with the 20-year-olds. You mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. You know what he does well? He goes deep. But the problem with the Saints is if you run a route past 15 yards, Drew Brees is not going to get you the ball because it doesn't look like he's the arm strength to throw that far anymore. I think the number right now is through two games. He has thrown one completion further than 20 yards downfield. He didn't attempt a single one in this game. I'm not sure he had the arm strength to. It was that bad. He missed a couple wide-open guys who were only about 10 yards downfield. It seems like every yard over eight yards further downfield, his accuracy decreased by like 15%. It was that bad. And so I don't know if this was just an aberration one game or if Drew Brees is in the tank. His arm strength is going to get better in the weeks going forward. He's not Benjamin Buttons. And also, to, to follow up on what Breach was talking about with the, the lack of ability to throw deep, that interception was one of the worst interceptions of the week. It was uh, a crossing pattern that should the ball need to travel about 15 yards. The ball went four yards, and it went right to the to the defensive player, number 50, I think. It the was. linebacker. He's like, it, How did he miss the linebacker? 
No, that, maybe he was, that's what he was aiming for. I don't know. Cause that's what it looked no, like. No, he was trying to throw it over him. I think he was trying to force it. I know he was throwing it at the Raiders linebacker. So, uh, next gen stats has their charts up already, which is very impressive. Drew Brees, one attempt over 20 yards. I don't even remember him trying that incomplete. Um, did complete two, it looks like three passes of 15 yards or more. But if he was completing those, they were to guys who were wide open because of the offensive schematic design that Sean Payton implemented. I, I mean, this that, is a. I think a deep pass was to the the rookie Adam Troutman to tight end, if I recall, because I was like, oh, Adam Troutman was good at Dayton, and now he's playing, so that's good. But other than that, it was. I mean, it's just concerning. But what's different than we had this conversation in November, December last year, right? Yeah, I mean, he, nothing's changed. I, well, the, I mean, the difference is. Like you, you kind of need him to get hurt again for five games and come back. But that's horrible to say. No, I mean like, they won all five games. Remember when they weren't going to win the Seattle breach? Oh, I remember. They had no chance. Zero percent chance of winning with Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy said, "Watch this." He put his gloves on and gave breach the old uh, Chevy Chase there and, and Fletch. The old- I mean, I do think like part of this, like this could have. You're right, Ryan. This could have been here for a couple of maybe. A year or a year and a half, two years, whatever it is, and it's masked by the fact that like 60% of Drew Brees' pass attempts are to Michael Thomas running a slant. And that could be it. I mean, And he just bodies up and he gets inside and Brees hits him in the belly, and that's an easy pass that he can still make. I wonder if he'll be able to overcome or overcompensate the lack of arm strength by, well, like being, like Peyton Manning made smart play. And I don't, th- I don't know that it, are we 2015 Peyton Manning here? What do we think? I, I mean, I don't He's think worse. Breeze – I think Peyton Manning – and Breeze is a smart quarterback, but Peyton Manning was the peak of of quarterback intelligence. Nobody could read a defense and react faster than Peyton Manning, so he adjusted quickly to losing that arm strength, and he was – like, he knew he was losing his arm strength. He lost his arm strength in, like, in Indianapolis. Right. He, he was acknowledging it, and he kind of planned ahead for it. So that he was reading defense. He was always one step ahead of you. So that it didn't hurt him as much. They lost it. Drew Brees. It's almost like he is not willing to accept it. And you know, like I think Ryan said, if you don't have Michael Thomas out there running his short little cross routes to dump it off to all the time, who's he throwing to? I mean, I, I think the Saints offense is some serious trouble until Michael Thomas gets back on the field. Nine, I mean, I, nine targets, nine catches, 95 yards for Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's, you're just dumping it off. You're, you're running routes. And this is against a bad defense in Oakland. And defenses are going to probably be bad for the next couple of weeks. But you're basically running multiple routes with your receivers and then letting Kamara clear out and dumping it down and letting him do his work. Uh, Traquan Smith was really good, too. Five catches on seven targets, 86 yards. Ty Montgomery was heavily involved. Deontay Harris is a, a burner, but, you know, he couldn't get a whole lot done. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, 13 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. He had a huge game. You can always lean on him. But, I mean, Breeze is 26 of 38 for 312, a touchdown and a pick. That's a very not Breeze-like game against a bad defense like the, the Raiders. I, I think we're over. This is the same guy. I think he's, he, the, he led the except league. Except no Michael Thomas. Right. No Michael Thomas, all the stupid penalties. This defense, which is supposed to be good, got absolutely demolished by Derek yeah. Carr. You want to talk about Captain Checkdown, look at, look at his stat line. 11 different targets, great. He wore out Darren Waller. I mean, what's the difference? Darren Waller's half a dozen and one with Alvin Kamara. It's the same deal. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr, the Raiders scored 34 points. Derek Carr threw 38 times and he averaged seven, like 7.4 yards per attempt. It's not like the, the, the terrible, but I mean, like if you score 34 points, you shouldn't be, th- you shouldn't be averaging 7.4 yards per attempt. He yeah, is the I, king I, of checking down. I know you don't like David Carr, but uh, Derek Carr or Derek, 
or David, excuse me. Uh, 12 catches for Darren Waller, 103 yards and a touchdown. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, this isn't all Drew Brees. He's the same guy we've seen before. That stat line from Drew Brees, if you go through the last two years, probably looks pretty Drew Breesian. It's just that everything else, including Michael Thomas, didn't go right. And, you know, we just talked about it. Sean Payton didn't have his best game either. He, he looked. And like don't forget, they pulled the Falcons. He looked like he was out of breach in Vegas. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they pulled the Falcons. He might have been. Out, came out gangbusters. I think they were up 10 nothing. Yeah. They're up 17 7. And then. Not like know. they were going to roll away with it. All right. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about. Did I, did I screw that up? Do you even forget to talk about all that? No, I didn't. All right. Cool. Um, let's talk about Derek Carr. MVP, baby. No. The Raiders are 2 0. MVP of what, Ryan? By the way, before we go on to the, I want to say this quickly, that one of the other winners outside of the Raiders tonight, the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost last yeah, week. Now they're both yeah. one and one. I know. We were sort of, I feel like, or maybe we, I was sort of like, like, all right, the Saints are a lock to win this division. Well, I felt no, good about the, I'm not so sure. I felt good about the Saints until they played the Raiders. But yeah, now, right, exactly. I mean, I do wonder, like, all right, so next week on Sunday night, real quickly, we'll finish up with the Saints. So here's the Saints' upcoming schedule. And eh, I'm not worried about the Saints. <laughs> Next week, Sunday night, they play the Packers in New Orleans. I think that is a prime bounce back spot. Um, loss. Plus, plus one? No. No. No, no, no one's going to be in the stands. I don't think. Are they having people in the stands yet? There's no way they're a dog at home to the Packers. According to Pete Briscoe. If they win, if the Packers win this game, Pete Briscoe. They were, the Saints were favored by four in the opening odds. And that was the point spread before this game was played. And obviously that could change now. The odds makers have seen how bad that offense is without Michael Thomas. So by Tuesday morning, we might see a different number, but it was four points. Saints were favored. And our pals do not have a game up yet. In fact, I don't even see one offshore. I I bet it gets to minus one. Yeah, you could bet it at William Hill Monday morning at four points, Saints favored. It is now not there, though. I'm sure I that would, number is being readjusted. I would bet the Saints are minus two and a half. Saints going to win that one. I think people will load on the Packers, and the Saints will blow them out. <laughs> like, the, the, the Saints really did look – I mean, like they just looked lethargic and hungover. I, yeah, I mean, remember last year when the Packers went to the to, – lost LA? to the Chargers? I mean, come on. Come yeah. on. Come what, kind of, on. what kind of home field advantage is Las Vegas going to be, though? Every team's showing up, That's what going I'm out on a, on a two-night bender before the game. If the Raiders play all their games in prime time, they're going to go 8-0 at home. So I was doing this, like, dance in my head where I was like, all right, let's say I'm Sean Payton. And I've had COVID. You know, like, he, like he's already he's already had it, and, and it's gone. I mean, he's, if you've had it, you're not worried about going out in Las Vegas and getting a steak, and then suddenly you've had a bottle of wine, and here's the yada, thing. yada, yada, it's 3 a.m., and you're at the – you know, the freaking blackjack table and here's the thing. Caesar's palace. I, it's possible. This isn't Mike Zimmer hanging out in Minnesota. And it's negative 40 degrees. They live in new Orleans. They can go play blackjack. There's a Vegas right is different, down the street. Man. Vegas is different. I would imagine. So but I'm new just Orleans, saying, I'm saying I was running through my head. I was like, would I go out in Vegas? Dude, I was like, yeah, you I'd say that it. you're in Vegas walking down the street and you said, should I go out in Vegas? Yeah. Of course, that's you. Of course no, you're I'm course. just saying like, if I was Sean Payton, I was like, well, would I go out in Vegas? I was like, yeah, I'd go out in Vegas. I'm just saying, yeah. I think the Saints will roll the Packers. You know who didn't go out last night? Who stayed at home and did his homework? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the type of person. Did. This was a total Derek Carr game. He did not blow me away with anything he did, but he didn't make any mistakes. He, he, 
checked down the whole game, you know, and if you were on Why Twitter. Why do you guys hate Derek Carson? I, all I, he because, did look, was throw be, to Darren Waller on crossing routes. He's going to be in situations. He he, you look at, you look at their schedule, Ryan. They, they play the Patriots, I, the Bills, and the Chiefs in the next three weeks. If they, if they, if somebody takes Darren Waller out of the game, what's Derek Carr going to do? It's just, it seems like he is, I don't want to say a one trick pony, but if you, if a you're a defensive coordinator, I feel like he's an easier quarterback to figure out than yeah, Mike Allen did a bang up job with that. Let okay, me so you know, no, you know when on. you've got, you know Let when you've got a car that you've been driving for like a five, you know, like five, yeah, it actually fits perfectly. It's a car, you've been a car you've been driving for five or six years, and maybe longer, and you like you like it, you're used to it, you know everything about it. You've been kind of you're thinking about buying a new car because you need one. There's a bunch of upgrades to the new car that will make it life a lot easier for you. But you don't really want to deal with going to the dealership. You don't want to really want to deal with having a car payment. You don't want to deal with like this, the whole hassle of the thing. So you just keep driving the old car. That's John Gruden and Derek Carr. It's familiar. It's comfortable. Don't want to deal with anything new. We can figure something out down the road. There's no way that John Gruden believes that Derek Carr is his like long-term franchise quarterback, even though Derek Carr definitely believes that he is John Gruden's long-term franchise quarterback and will be shocked when he doesn't get a new contract from him. Um, they want to force feed Henry Ruggs. They couldn't do it because he was a little banged up on Monday night and they really want to force feed Josh Jacobs. But the reality is when push comes to shove, Derek Carr in the pocket is not willing to pull the trigger on big time, big boy throws. That's fine. And instead He's likes not... to check down to Darren Waller left and right. And that's not... fine. He's not well. It's not fine. You guys hate him. He's not a top ten quarterback. But no, let me put it to you this way: Breach, close your eyes, if you will. Imagine him playing this game for the Bengals, and you're out there buying every Derek Carr jersey you can find. I mean, that's that's a huge development for for the Bengals pre Joe Burrow era. Because no, this is he's a poor man's Andy Dalton. It's not a huge development. I have some bad news, Breach. <laughs> Andy Dalton's a poor man's Derek Carr. I think that they're they're in the same class of quarterbacks. And by the way, that's a class of quarterbacks without a playoff win. Uh, you know, it, it's a class of quarterback that puts up numbers in the regular season, doesn't do anything in the postseason. And I'm the guy defending Derek Carr when I said Marcus Mariota is going to win the job. The <laughs> that, that ship has sailed. It looks like. Yeah, can we run that Carr clip is like on a loop? Every damn time I watch him play, and I'm like, I'm just not that impressed. I, I tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this. We're, this is not a bashing the Raiders podcast. We were just no. questioning Derek Carr. John Gruden. We ripped John Gruden when they hired him in, in Oakland and then for the Las Vegas move. He has it. He still has it. He is a great play designer. He's a great play caller. I don't know if their defense is going to become really good. I don't know if Gruden's going to win a Super Bowl with the Raiders. But And, and, and he's sort of banged because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is in his division for the rest of his 10-year contract. But he is, he is, he knows how to call plays and he knows how to get the most out of his offense. And well, well, wait a second though. Imagine a scenario where they do something crazy and get Trevor Lawrence. Then boom, done. Sure. That's flipping and, on. Or, or Justin Fields. Maybe he, I mean. Yeah, I feel better about Justin Lawrence. Uh, well, of Lawrence. course. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence feels but like. The, the point is like the, the Raiders have proven that they're not afraid to, to mix things up and it, you know, we know that when um, John Gruden falls in love, he, he falls hard. So just something to keep in mind. But I mean, this they, team's 2-0. Oh. I didn't think they'd be 2-0. Oh. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving Derek Carr credit for doing his job, and that's exactly what that's he fine. did. I feel like uh, 
the credit, a lot of this credit should go to John Gruden. I, I thought he coached a fantastic game. Brinson, you just mentioned him, obviously, but I'm going to uh, give out specific points. Uh, he went for it twice on fourth down. They were two for two on fourth down. Both of them were key. One of them was down on the goal line uh, at the one-yard line. Again, some coaches are still in that fr- uh, that mind frame where they're like, you know what, I'm just going to take the points. John Gruden said, no, we are going to punch this in for a touchdown, and they did, which was huge. And then we had the field goal at the end of the game, which you know we were kind of debating. Should the Raiders have even attempted it? Because uh, if they miss, all of a sudden the Saints are only 50 yards away from a potential game-tying touchdown or game-winning touchdown uh, with a minute left. But no, Gruden sent his kicker out for a 54-yarder, and that's one of those things like, a coach, you know your kicker better than anyone else, and if he tells you you can make it, you send him out. And that's what Gruden did. First time kicking in that stadium, too, by the way. Yeah. So like in a full game, and Carlson banged it. I mean, he he smashed it right down the pipe. Gruden's in Vegas, and he uh he did some gambling tonight. Fourth down on that field goal, and he he won. He came up. Uh, I I will I will happily admit that I was wrong about John the John Gruden experiment. I, he is he is he has already surpassed what I thought he would do coming back from seven years in retirement as a head coach. Like he's a good coach. Wait he's ridiculous. He's a good coach. Yeah. But how many games did win last year? Uh, eight, seven. Yeah. Let's settle oh, down. Seven. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing good. Their team, their roster is not that great. Well, who's the, who's making those decisions? Well, the, 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 the roster's getting better. It's, they've think, got a I lot of young talent there. I think he's doing fine, but you're willing to give him a pass after a year and a half. Or was last year's first year? This is third year now. Third right? year. Yeah, they're not winning football. I, I thought they were going to be a laughing stock with Gruden. That's I was fair. fair I'm sorry. They're better than that. That's right. No, they're they're going to compete. He he is a really really good offensive play caller and a yeah. really good offensive play designer. And, and he, he's getting the most out of Derek. Carr. I mean, like Darren Waller, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Fabian Monroe, Nelson Aguilar, Josh Jacobs, Zay Jones were their leading receivers. Zay Jones Ruggs was banged up. Um, I don't know why I'm saying bang so much tonight. Um, oh, you know why? Cause I was on, uh, uh, Twitch. Adamator, we got Adamator say they banged. I don't know what that means. Henry Ruggs, three targets, one catch, four yards. Uh, but, uh, late in the game did draw a pass interference penalty on Janoris Jenkins that set up the Daniel Carlson field goal. Yeah, it was a terrible call. Yeah. It's, I don't like to call him the spot. If you're Jackrabbit, you got to know that Derek Carr is throwing it deep and the ball, like you got to see the ball. Don't wait a second. You two numbnuts just been yelling up and down about Derek Carr only throws dump offs. And now Jackrabbit. Right, that's my to... point. Don't commit. Yeah, he got bailed out by Carr the officials on the one time he did throw it. The ball was uncatchable. It was. No, well, you can't, you shouldn't throw a flag on that ball. It's so uncatchable. Right. That's what I just said. It wasn't even defensive passing. Well, my point is that like if Derek Carr is throwing deep, don't, don't commit pass interference. He didn't. Uh, I think the Saints defense had a bad game. I think I still think it's a good defense. Josh Jacobs is a monster. He, if Nando DeFino was in that Twitch thing I was talking about, mm-hmm. he said he would take uh, Josh Jacobs third overall now if you're redrafting with McCaffrey, Hurd, and, and Saquon Hurd. You know where Nando's from? Syracuse. The Cuse, baby. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, everyone else is hurt, so I would take Josh Jacobs first, too. I, I think Josh Jacobs is a top five pick next year. He's really good. Uh, I don't think that excuses the way that defense played, but he's really good. So. Um, okay. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll update you on some of those injuries we mentioned. A lot of new information out there. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. 
Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so injury updates very quickly because it was today. You're listening to this on Tuesday morning. That means your next podcast that you hear will be the Brady Quinn football show on Wednesday morning. So we want to get to the news and notes. Uh, let's run through. We didn't really run because we kind of ran through these a little bit on Sunday in the recap show, but yeah, that sort of felt like a added some names to the list. Oh, I know. So Saquon Barkley officially out for the year with a torn ACL that it sucks. I don't think it affects the Giants that much, which is sort of indictment of the Giants in general, but it's also like, it's you know, a hard position. Was here's that? something to keep an eye on. So he's going to miss year three. And he's, he's eligible for a contract next offseason. And they're going to have to pay him $18 million a year. Something You can't insane. pay him $18 million a year coming off an ACL. We'll see. Dave Gettleman would like a word. And, again, like I don't not try to crap on the Giants and Dave Gettleman and Saquon Barkley immediately after he tears his ACL, but – He's injured. He's suffering. It's a, it's a hard position to play. You get hurt. The second year in a row, he's he's gotten injured in week two. Well, I mean, that's not Saquon's fault. That is the man who drafted him, what, second overall? Sorry, bad team around him. What'd you say? There's a bad team around him. No, my point is don't draft a running back second overall yeah, and right, get, I get upset when he gets hurt. Right. Uh, Cortland Sutton ugh, out for the year with a torn ACL as well. That sucks. Drew Locke, by the way, is going to be out at least two weeks, although I I no, would bet it's more like – what's that? Two weeks, and then they're going to reevaluate him. Yeah, I think he – I would be – it's a severe AC sprain slash rotator, rotator cuff. cuff. It's the latest. On his right shoulder. I don't understand how you come back and play this year. Oh, I don't know about that. I just know that uh, it's going to wait two weeks. Jeff the Broncos Jeff, are going to stink the rest of the year. That's the other thing. I talked about this on the CBS Sports HQ show, which you didn't mention. Oh, I should mention that. Go ahead and plug it. Go. Oh, yeah. Every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, Will Brinson, John Breach, Ryan Wilson on the HQ CBS Sports Pick 6 podcast show, 4 p.m. to 4.30 Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Brady Quinn. Tuesday, Danny Cannell. Thursday, Danny Cannell. And then Friday, just the three of us bozos. Anyway, talking sports, watching. Danny and Brady can't work on Fridays. Hilarious. <laughs> but uh, us, uh, uh, we three schlubs can but anyway, I mentioned on on the, on the Monday show, the the premiere show of the fall season, um, that what was I talking about? Where I did the the uh, the, the Broncos are the Broncos got bad luck oh, and they screwed. Right, yeah, but I think maybe Breach thinks it's just me and you, but a lot of people I think were on the Broncos bandwagon or in the, in the I, I was off. Okay, I was on. Joe Flacco turned you off to him. I was on to them, and then Von right. Miller gets hurt before the season starts. And I was like, okay, that's fine as long as Drew Brees 
uh, excuse me, Drew Locke can hold it together, utilizes weapons, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, uh, Melvin Ingram, they'll be fine. Philton Lindsay, all those guys except Melvin Ingram are hurt. Uh, Noah yeah. Fant isn't as well. So, um, it ain't looking good. And if you do shut them down, I understand, but that's one more year lost. That'll be the second year in the league, then third year next year. And then you'll have one more year after that as a second round pick to determine whether you want them or not. So anyway, it's, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a problem. Wilson, if it makes you feel any better, uh, the only other person we had here who picked the Denver Broncos to go to the playoffs besides you was Pete Prisco. Ooh. Makes me feel worse. Well, and Pete famously tweeted like, Drew Locke will be a stud. Watch. He loves Drew Locke, yeah. But he dropped Drew Locke in our fantasy league for Derek Carr in week one. And you could not wait to call him out on Twitter. It was a coward move. And like, um, if, if the, if the Broncos are one in, it, so if Drew Locke, let's say he's out three more weeks and they're one in four, I mean, are you even rushing him back at that point? Are you saying, you know what, just take like three more weeks to heal? I mean, a rotator cuff and a sprained AC, a severe sprain of your AC joint in your right shoulder? You're a quarter, like you're, that's, that's like an ACL tear for a running back. I don't know about that doctor, but even the, if they're one in four, I mean, it's, right? maybe it's worse. You can, if, if you, you, if, if Drew, if you think Drew Locke is the future at quarterback and you're one in four, as Breach points out, you cannot rush Drew Locke back. You, you need him to get the reps, but you cannot deal with him suffering a serious long-term injury. That's just a bad, you can't do that. I thought Breach was going to say if he's one in four and you bring him back, you're not going to make the playoffs anyway, which I also agree <laughs> with. I mean, the season's over. Good call. Um, also in injury news, Nick Bosa torn ACL officially. That sucks as well. And when you start to look at it, man, if you're the 49ers, if I'm, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I'm John Lynch, I'm furious at this MetLife well, stadium situation. Keep reading the names on the list with the San Francisco. Raheem Mostert expected to miss this week. Telvin Coleman expected to miss multiple weeks. Jimmy G high ankle sprain week to week, but could be ready for week three. I mean, all those guys go out. Am I Eric Armstead one? tore his ACL. Wait, Armstead? What? What? No. Yes. Armstead tore his ACL. He also tore his ACL a few plays later, if I recall correctly. So they carted him off. And that, it was reported on Monday that he also tore his ACL. Are you, Are you talking Sol- Solomon Thomas? Solomon, Solomon Thomas, Thomas tore his ACL. My oh, God, sorry. Wilson, you're Jesus. mixing your guys up. Eric Armstead no. tweeted out a complaint That's about right. the. Oh my, Thank you, Diva, for correcting. I was like, how did I miss that? Thank you, Diva. Did you mention Solomon's name, though? No. No. Oh, okay, that's what I – okay. It no, went on the prompter here. So the defensive tackle. I got the wrong one. My bad, Eric and all of Eric's family and friends. Uh, Solomon, I'm sorry that you got hurt. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of players. And now you can – I don't know that you can necessarily chalk it up to, like, injury luck either or injury regression. I mean huh. – No, that's terrible luck is what that is. <laughs> right, but, I mean, like, that turf all of a sudden is – Completely destroyed. They got to play it again at the Giants this week. They're having somebody come and look at it. I mean, what a mess. Did the, did mean, the NFL, did the NFL come back too soon? Wait, no, what? What are you talking? What does that mean? What are you talking about? There have been about? two weeks of preseason, then the regular season in the middle of September. I don't know how that keeps you from playing on turf that's too sticky. Four teams have played on that turf. Yeah. The injuries didn't all happen in MetLife. And there's been four teams that have played on that turf and only one team has had an issue with it. But, but Rich, you're saying that you don't think it has anything to do with the schedule last night. It's just random luck. But no, Kyle I didn't Shan- say that. You don't listen to anything I say, Brinson. Kyle, Sh- Kyle Shanahan in that post-game press conference, I he is as angry as I've ever seen him. And that includes the times he was going 4-12 with the 49ers. And he said, in all my years, I've never seen 
guys go down like they went down on this turf. And, and I mean, they're players, dropping like flies. And the players are specifically saying that the turf felt particularly sticky. So I don't know what happened before and after those games with, with, in terms of players not getting hurt. But I, So I, we've I, had the Giants and the Steelers play. And what, what was our logic that the they played on Monday night in week one and that wore it in or like it wasn't messed up then? I don't know what Breach's logic was on that, but no, they just nobody complained about it. That's it. No one, yeah, no one got. It was weird. It is weird that they played on Monday night and you didn't hear one peep, and then the, the Jets next didn't week complain either. Destroyed. It was only one team though. The well, Jets. Yeah, but, I mean, how many people were healthy for the Jets? No one. They practice on it, right? I'm just. It's only been one team, so I think you need a bigger sample size before you blame the turf. And oh, Rashad and Perryman has an ankle injury. The NFL investigated the turf and they said it's fine. Yeah, but the NFL also said that head injuries weren't a concern at one point. <laughs> so NFL said smoking was cool. I would just say this. They didn't actually say that. No, they didn't say that. I, I don't know why they just don't play on natural grass. That seems to be an easy solution. Is it more expensive in the long run? Yes. Can billionaires afford it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're making investments of tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars sometimes in these players. Make it so they can play without getting hurt. Uh, yeah. Anthony Barr for the Minnesota Vikings out for the year with a torn pectoral. Mm. So RJ, uh, White and I were sort of tweeting about this on, on Monday night. Chris, who's doing his little Packers dance? A peacock dance? Like? He's like, <laughs> the peacock dance? <laughs> um, the Vikings might be one of the five worst teams in football. Yeah. They might get Trevor Lawrence. They're terrible. <laughs> he might not go. He would. And you know, Mike Zimmer would gladly take him. Whatever I can do to get her Kirk Cousins. They just I, gave Kirk Cousins an extension. That Zimmer team, doesn't care. That team is bad, dude. And they, their defense is only getting worse. Tennille Hunter will be back, but bar out. That's a problem. Uh, Christian McCaffrey expected to miss multiple weeks. That's no good. So, nope. Not great. And uh, Paris Campbell and Malik Hooker, both likely out for the season for my Super Bowl champion, the Indianapolis Colts. Not well, good either. Malik Hooker tore his Achilles, I, I do believe. I think I got that one right. So I think oh, no, Paris Campbell's not out for the season. I think he's going to be. I think he's okay. Yeah. They were some concerned that he tore an ACL. I don't think he tore his ACL. No, he did not. Right. But, yeah, Malik Hooker, Achilles out for the year. I mean, it just does feel like these guys haven't had the proper lead up to the season. These are, I mean, Achilles, I don't know if Achilles. Yeah, oh, actually, let me ask you this. Is it possible that because we didn't have training camp and or we had training camp, but like we didn't have the all, a lot of the offseason and or any of the preseason that these injuries are coming in instead of being spread out over the course of training camp and preseason and into the regular season that they're all being clustered right now? We complain every year, week one, week two about the injuries every year. Feel this, that is, way. this is no different. And sometimes guys go down in August and we talk about it then. I mean, we were in Fort Lauderdale last year in August for the telethon, and I think Cam Newton got hurt. Yeah, Cam hurt his foot against the Patriots. So, you know, we were bellyaching about why is he in there? What's going on? I mean, this is what happened. We just forget. I don't know why you forget. Breach makes a note about everything every week for the football season. He doesn't make notes about injuries for some reason, and he yeah. just keeps talking about the same stuff. Get it together, Breach. Too many injuries to keep track of, guys. Too Fair. many injuries. All right. That is – is that all the injuries? I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> I mean, we could probably spend another four hours talking about all the injuries. I'm sure we'll have some more. But uh, for now, that's it. That's the show. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Brady Quinn football show. Thanks for listening. Watch the, watch the HQ 4 p.m. Eastern every day, including Wednesday with me, Prisco and Brady. Apparently I'm stuck on that show with those, but except for Tuesday, the 22nd, which is when most people will be listening to this. That's right. We we have no show. Right. That's right. Cause it's a Champions League. So we we got preempted. Go to CBS All Access or CBS Sports HQ and get your Champions League coverage. Boom. Roasted. See you tomorrow. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.